0: Hello, this is Aaron Bounds, pastor of the Anchor Church located in Zanesville, Ohio. I want to say thanks for tuning in today. I hope this podcast inspires you, encourages you, and helps you to live the life God called you to live. Good morning, everybody. I think we ought to clap our hands and give honor to the Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah, 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 in Jesus' name. God bless you. You may be seated. Today we are going to start a series, uh, we're going to start a series today, and um, if you would grab your Bibles and turn with me to the book of 1 Timothy, the 1 Timothy chapter 3, 1 Timothy chapter 3, reading with verse uh, 15. 1 Timothy chapter 3, reading with verse 15. Good morning, everybody. I personally, for some reason, for whatever reason, I'm in the Christmas mood. uh, But we have Thanksgiving decorations here today, uh, which is my favorite favorite holiday. And uh, we are so, um, so honored that you are here in the house of God. Uh, I, I want to say that in this series that we're going to do, it's a three-week series that I'll be teaching at 10 a.m. Um, on church etiquette, and we're going to call it House Rules, and uh, I think sometimes we don't know because we've never been taught, but there are expectations certainly of the pastor. There's expectations of the team. I, I have expectations of God when I come to the house of God. How about you? Amen. How many of you come to the house of God with expectations of what the Lord's going to do? Amen. But I think it's also fair that we realize that there's expectations of you as well. There's expectation of the body of Christ. We should have expectations. I don't want anybody to ever have to lower their expectations of me because I'm not valued. Your presence is valued. You being here is valued, amen? But um, Paul writes to Timothy in chapter three, reading with verse 15, and, uh, and this, is, this is what he writes. He said, but if I tarry long, that thou mayest know how thou oughtest to behave thyself in the house of God. Would you just look at your neighbor and say, behave thyself? <laughs> it feels so good to say it. Behave thyself. And uh, I think I'm going to let that be cultural terms in my house from now on. Behave thyself. And uh, look at somebody around you again and say, you need to behave yourself. Amen. Some of you have been wanting to say that for a long time. There was a lady that stood up one time, and she began to, she began to, sing, she began to sing a song in the middle of the church service, and she would, came off the streets. And uh, she was singing a song by Elvis Presley. And, uh, and I was 15 years old. I was emceeing the service, you know. And, uh, and I you know, while she is singing an Elvis Presley song, I'm thinking, oh, I'm 15. I'm emceeing the service. What, what we called leading the service then. And I'm I'm standing there. I'm MCing the service, and I'm thinking, Oh my goodness, oh my goodness, oh my goodness. What am I going to say? What am I going to say? And uh, I mean, she sang very good, very good. And uh, she sat down, and I said, Well, folks, Elvis Presley was baptized in Jesus' name, and that's all that's all I came come up with. When I said that, I felt a tap on my shoulder. and My dad said, I'll take it from here, son. <laughs> Rule number one, don't sing a song from Elvis Presley in the middle of the service. Uh, but but uh, she, she was, she, she's, she said, my, my dad went back, she said, let's all pray. My dad went back to her and he said, you need to sit down and be quiet. And uh, she turned around to one of the ladies in the church and uh, she said, why do you do that for She said, because you're out of order, you're out of order. And uh, so look at your neighbor and say, don't be out of order and behave yourself. The Bible said, let everything be done in decency and in order. And he goes on and writes, he said, which is the church, the house of God, which is the church of the living God, the pillar and the ground of truth. And uh, I've been to churches where it was absolute chaos. And you couldn't hear the preaching. You couldn't hear. It was just chaos. I do think there should be order. But the atmosphere of the room should absolutely be love. How many believe that? And uh, should be love. I... um, um i I want to today I have uh, sit, I'm so glad to have my wife always. Do you love me? I really love you and but uh, church is sort of like dinner at home. Um, the church is sort of like and so today i I prepared a meal for my family and they don't know this, but uh, I prepared a meal and uh, for them today and uh I would like, like Cindy, my wife, to come, and I want my kids to come if they will. And so um, I'm, I'm going to set the head of the table because I am the head of the house. Amen. It feels good to say that. I thought you would laugh, but you really didn't, right? It was just teasing. Uh, honey, would you, would you come? And uh, Jillian, would you come? And if you would sit at the, the other end of the table, Cindy. And, uh, and Jillian, if you want mine to sit by your mother, sit by your mother. And uh, uh, she took her hat off because she knows it's not etiquette to have a hat on at the table. Uh, so uh, I, have, I have some things prepared for you all. Uh, I, I know Lakin can, can be here uh, and uh, a Sawyer. Um, but uh, where's Sawyer? Do you know where Sawyer is? Where's Sawyer? Where's Sawyer? I've got got this, um, but we, you know, we have a guest with us, and he's all the way from Alaska, and so this meal's for you too, Jude from Blackshear. Would you come? I want you to sit if you would sit where Lakeham's going to sit because she couldn't be here at uh, this this morning. Um, where'd you say Sawyer is again? Oh, that's not what you're supposed to say. That's out of. Uh, you sit right here. Um, So I got this meal, I got this meal prepared and and Lakin couldn't be here. Finn let me know he's in Sunday school class. But um, let's go ahead and set the table. Pastor Cody, would you come? Thank you. Would you set every plate, Pastor Cody? Would you do that please? And uh, who in here likes salad? Anybody like salad? Everybody? I can remember when I was three years old getting my tonsils out. All I wanted was salad. Thank you. Wonderful. And um, let's bow our heads for prayer. Lord, I thank you for the food that's been prepared today. ask you to bless it. Let it be strength for our bodies. And so glad that we're able to spend time together. In Jesus' name. And everybody says, amen. 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 Uh, Brother Cody, would you bring out the other meal? I mean, the, the main course. You're scared, aren't you, Cindy? Oh, I love bread. I love bread. No, 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 no. No, the other, the other. Spaghetti, spaghetti, I love spaghetti. Oh my goodness, would you, I want you to serve my wife first because that would be better etiquette. Serve the ladies first. Brother Zion, would you come? I'm thirsty. Would you come and help me? Come and help me for a minute. Would you pour some glass of water? Spaghetti. Yes, serve every every plate. We're we're sorry. Somewhere. just hold on, just hold on, it's worth it, thank you, thank you, all right, Um, please would you serve that, and uh, I want you to serve my wife first, how how many like spaghetti and mashed potatoes, amen, can I get a witness from somebody in the building? I feel so happy right now, I just feel so happy right now, it is, it is. Cody's doing good, he's just a little slow with mashed potatoes and uh <laughs> <laughs> don't ever insult the help it's dangerous it, it's it's dangerous and um we we prayed and blessed the food and you know what i I'm not sure what exactly what Sawyer's doing and uh but uh is there anybody that's hungry, but likes some spaghetti and mashed potato? Oh my goodness, DJ, run up here, DJ, come on. Come up here, DJ. I heard me. Oh my lands. Would you sit right, would you sit right beside me? Would you do that? Would you sit, sit right beside me? And uh, thank you thank you thank you I I think I think this is an an awesome young man it's his 8th birthday today would you give him a hand have you ever had spaghetti and mashed potatoes Do you like it you better say yes you're three feet from me and uh... um, and you know what Uh, he, he I have I have an extra I have an extra seat and uh... Uh, Sister Wendy, would you come? I would love you to be at our dinner today. Everything in me wants to take a vote. How many of y'all want to watch my wife eat spaghetti and mashed potatoes? But I'm smarter than that. what What you need to understand is is that when someone goes into preparation and uh, you are you're preparing a table, the Bible says that he prepared a table for us. He's prepared a table for us. Matter of fact, when you begin to study the concepts of uh, of God, that he looked at Simon Peter and he makes this statement, because if there's one thing to find that God loves, He loves his people. I think sometimes we don't understand the fact that church becomes an event. It becomes something else on the, on the list of obligations that we have to do. And if we're not careful of that, we will not see this for what it really is. God calls, calls men and women to serve his people. And y'all understand that. And he calls a, a family, a first family, to come to a community and serve that community. And uh, when you begin to read in the scripture, he looked at Simon Peter and he said, do you love me? And he said, Lord, you know I love you. He said, feed my lambs. Simon, do you love me? He said, yes, I love you. He said, feed my sheep. Three times he said, do you love me? He said, feed my sheep. It is in the DNA of a shepherd to make sure that the sheep are taken care of. And I think in all of us would agree that you are the church of the living God. You're the body of Christ. You're the sheep how many know that we're the sheep of his pasture how many believe we're the sheep of his pasture and god calls me as your pastor to be the under shepherd to make sure that you are fed spiritually not necessarily my job to make sure that you eat spaghetti and mashed potatoes though i prefer it for everybody and i'm not going to make them eat in front of you because that can be certainly uncomfortable but there is there is preparation that goes into a dinner we have house rules and those rules are simply this when you're in the kitchen, you're t- trying to talk to my wife and she is fixing a meal. It can be a lot of fun, but there's sometimes I can't right now, she says before dinner time. I just can't right now. And if you're in my house, you hear the word, Mom, 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 Mom. And um, uh, it, that, that'll be a sound we might miss somewhere down the line. But she's, she's getting the dinner ready. And one thing she has done with her girls specifically is taught them how to cook. They could, they're great, great cooks. And, uh, but they help her. They'll help her at the house. But, but there's times Finn's coming up and he's pulling on her. Mom, mom, mom. She said, I can't right now. I'm busy. And uh, sometimes what seems to be too busy is actually preparation for your needs later. And what you'll learn if you're going to somebody's house for dinner, always remember this. If you're going to have somebody's house for dinner is don't show up to their house early. Because they are preparing for you, and if you go early, you're going to interrupt the business because there might be stuffing something in the closet, sweeping last-minute things, and getting the table set, and they don't want to see you preparing. They don't want you to see them preparing. They just want you to show up and enjoy. So, so this, this is house rule etiquette. If you're invited to somebody's house for dinner, don't show up early, and also don't be late because if you're late, what's going to happen to the meal? It's going to be cold. I'm telling you over the years, it's been a moment, I just got busy. I just got busy and I'd come in and, and she'd say, I told you we were having dinner at this time and it's cold now. The disappointment on her was, was, was I've prepared all this. I've worked all of this to fix this meal and you did not what? You didn't show up. And so how disappointing can it be if you prepared something for somebody and they not show up? And, uh, it's like Finn and Lakin today. They, 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 they just couldn't be here in this one. I know where they were the other one had, uh, had to take care of something and unexpected had to go so they couldn't be here. That is sometimes life that, that we have. Let me just throw this out there every single Sunday, Sunday morning, sometimes Sunday nights, even midweek services that if you could only see the work that goes behind one church service. One church service, you would understand the value of coming, the value of being here. And you know, I pastor the most amazing people in the world. I say this everywhere I go. You guys are amazing. But we have a lot of new people, new families come. They come in. They see praise and worship. They see the foyer. They see the the, the restrooms are clean. The walls are painted. The grass is cut. The, the the things are the way they are. The preparation that goes for one service. There's a hundred plus people that work every single week for the dinner to be for the table to be spread at this church. I think we going to clap our hands and thank God for that team. And uh, you see a beautiful table here, but Brother, Brother Dave and Sister Annie Brown prepared the table. And uh, uh, Sister Tackett uh, prepared the spaghetti and mashed potatoes. And uh, Sister Helen Spring, she prepared the salad. There was a crew, some people that prepared the, uh, got some chairs together. Brother Cody was the waiter and Brother Zion helped. When you go to a preparation of a church, there are so many things that go on behind the scenes to make sure that it is good. Can I say that if you're going to somebody's house for dinner and you cannot go, something come up, do you just not show up? Because what happens is what happens is, is, is there's, there's food, that is wasted. Don't ever look like, don't ever think this way that if I don't go they won't miss me. Trust me, I'm your pastor. I come in here and when I you're just enjoying the service, I'm seeing who's not here. I prayed for you. Sought God for you. I have. My dad one time had a had a had a dream from the Lord. Got up and preached a message and that somebody in that church was going to be healed. He went to the service knowing that that family's kid was going to be healed in that service and they didn't show up. He had a dream, he had a word, and they didn't come. And uh, he called them and said, where are you at? And they said, well, we just didn't come today. He said, the Lord came to the church to heal your son and you weren't here. They got very angry at my dad. They got very angry at the situation. Can I say to you that we have time for all of this physical needs, we got time for our homes, our houses, our cars, we got time for our children, you got to take care of the inner man, you got to take care of the soul of the man, oh let there be a hearty amen in the building, he said when you get to the house of God, behave thyself. And I know we said don't come early, but the house of God, there's a part of the things that you can be a part of. And, 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 uh, and that is preparing an atmosphere. How many ever went, ate food, but the atmosphere wasn't good? The Bible says that uh, um, bitter herbs in the house of friends, that means bad food. In the house of friends is better than a stalled ox in a house full of contention. Let me just put it in layman's terms. Bad food and good company is much better than filet mignon in contention. Though the atmosphere is right. And we have so much unity here. And praying and prepping. And you get your spirit right when you you come. Because when you begin to praise God and worship God, there's more to this than just to sermonize the message of of eloquence and production. There's more. We should do things with excellence. But the atmosphere in the room needs to be set to where we can feel the love and the mercy and the grace of God. Clap your hands and say amen. And so there's this thing that we call house rules. DJ, DJ today sat down at the table and when he did, you see him take his hat off because that's just etiquette. That's just etiquette. Take your hat off when you're at the table. I think it's just etiquette for men that you take your hat off when you're in the house of God. How many believe that? It's just good etiquette. It's just respectful that when we come to the house of God, we take our hat off because we are in the house of the Lord. When we're here at dinner time, my wife can tell you that some of our most amazing conversations, they happen at the dinner, at the dinner table. And your culture that you have grown up in is the dinner table is no longer important. Eating's important, but time together and fellowship at a table isn't important. We've grown up in a generation now that that they eat their meal in front of a television. And think about what I'm going to tell you is do you spend your time having communication from someone you don't know when the most important people in your life are in your home and you end up growing up not knowing them. Know more about sitcoms and Hollywood stars and all of these things, but we don't even know our own house. Oh, we have so much fun at the table. Now, there's things at the table we don't do, but there's also things at the table we do. And you'll find that fellowship, the Bible says they break bread in fellowship. And Sister Wendy, we did the other night and laughed and cut up and had a great time at the house. You and Brother Nehemiah and, and Greg and Brooke Rose were there. We had dinner together. It was so much fun. Cindy, some of our favorite times have been at the dining table. And we, you have conversations because food, food. Food, I used to like food. I love it now. Anybody with me? Something happened in my 40s. It's absolutely amazing. I have fallen in love with food. I just want to take pictures of the meals. When they when when I'm at when they put ice cream or dessert, I just want to sit back and clap my hands and say, "This is." Can I get a witness from some good people in the building? I should be bigger than I am. I enjoy it so much, but there's there's times that w- it's it's a time of sharing. It's a time of togetherness. It's it's a time that we talk and, and we have conversations. It's like this, Jillian. How was school today? And how 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 was how was how was volleyball practice? And just day to day conversations to see where we are now i want to say that i think it's okay that when i'm preaching that there's some level of conversation don't be singing songs of elvis but i do think an amen and yes that's that's for me and i think it's okay that there's a camaraderie between the pulpit the head of the table and and those that are eating and uh, when you look down and, and food is flying everywhere you know they're really enjoying their food but I think, I think really that, that there, is, there is conversation and, and uh, um, they, they tell me you're supposed to put your napkin over your, over your leg and, and uh, you, you wipe your hand there and, and there's some etiquette that goes on the table. I'm not going to talk about table manners here today, but, but number one thing I would say is don't talk while your food's in your mouth. Conversations aren't very enjoyable if they're seafood, if you got what I'm talking about. But somewhere in between bites, there is something camaraderie about this. And uh, uh, my wife, over the years, I mean, we, we probably most days that we have dinner, uh, at least probably four or five days a week, we have dinner at home. When I was growing up, dinner was at 6 o'clock every single night. My mom didn't want me early, but she didn't want me late. And uh, there was always food prepared every night at the same time. It was dinner time. Growing up, that's one of the most valuable things that, that we had because it was there is where we ate and we shared. My cousin Sammy would come, and uh, he was always, at dinner time, he'd say, hey, David, my belly, my belly hurts, my belly He wanted to go outside and play, you know. He wanted to go outside and play. And uh, I remember that growing up. He always, he, he just wanted to be outside. Can I say to you that, that so many my grandmother used to say this, Aaron, don't get any cookies, dinners in 30 minutes. Y'all you know what I'm talking about? All you Snackers, all us Snackers in the building. And uh, uh, my wife has said so many times, she said, Aaron, it's not fair that I prepared this meal and you're over there eating. Am I right? Uh, No, she said often. And uh, often, you know, sometimes we don't go to churches because we're already full. And the reason won't come because we haven't emptied ourselves of ourself and what we want. The Bible said the full soul loatheth the honeycomb. What does that mean? That means when you're full, even sweet things don't sound good. You ever been so full on Thanksgiving that the pumpkin pie comes across the table and it's just it's terrible? Oh, no, 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 no. Because you're full. And, and what happens is, on, and let me say something to the young people, is that it's not fair that you stay up to 5 a.m. playing video games and sleep through a church service that you fill yourself, let me talk to the seniors, that you fill yourself with news, with 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 five hours of news. That you've already heard the same newscast three times in that amount of time. But you filled yourself with news and you come to church and your mind's on everything, you're full. And you see your spirit, you've you got to come to church hungry. you got to go to the table hungry. Amen. Let there be a hearty amen in the building. Amen. And the reason sometimes we don't enjoy our food or we don't enjoy the message, we don't enjoy the service because we're full before we get here. But if we're going, my grandmother taught me, she said, you gotta prepare yourself to get to the house of God. I'm saying no to some things because I want to get everything that God has for me. I believe God has spoken to the preacher. I believe God has spoken to the minister. I believe God has has dealt with the team and I wanna receive what the Lord has for me. Can you say amen? How many wanna be filled with everything that you have. Amen. Everything God's got for you. Everybody say, I want to be hungry for the word of the Lord. Amen. And so I would say that well, number one, you got to prepare good food. My wife's not real happy probably about the meal that I fixed right now because mashed potatoes and spaghetti, she just didn't like that mix. And when you're serving, when you're serving food, you serve things that people like. You serve things that that, that are, that are and when you are uh, well, sometimes what's your favorite meal isn't everybody's favorite meal. How many know it's true? And so when you are let's let's when you when you are fixing and let me tell you something. There's preparation that goes into it. Did you know that the law was that when Solomon was when the Solomon's Temple was being built, that there was not one stone that could be put on that building that was within sound of that stone being hewn or shaped. That meant when the stone showed up. For the temple to be built, it had to be already measured and planned before it got there. You couldn't just show up and then start doing it. It's talking about preparation, thinking ahead. And so let me tell you what we're going to do. I believe we're going to get the gospel to everybody in this city. That we are going to fill Zanesville with the gospel of Jesus Christ. It's not just going to happen from this pulpit. But God's going to allow you and your home to prepare a table of the word of the Lord. How many believe that? I can see Bible studies in living rooms. You have studied to show yourself approved proven the God, you've got a Bible study chart, the atmosphere set, prayer has been made, and in your home, church is gonna to begin to gather. That's what I wanna see more than anything. Where have you been? Dinner was 30 minutes ago. Dinner was 30 minutes ago. Where you been, Sawyer? Just, I mean, did you forget? Did you forget? I, I told you dinner was gonna be at this time. And uh, uh, Dad, just, did you get distracted again? You walked by the basketballs, just laying there, and picked up the basketball. Lost track of time again. Do you realize all the work that went in? How many people worked to put this? How many people got this together? Are you hungry? He said, sure, let me tell you something. He's not hungry right now, I promise you. If he's hungry, we'd all know he's hungry right now. Don't mess with this man's food, I'm just gonna tell you. Listen, I I come to you today to tell you that every week, every week we go to get what God's prepared for us. But if we're not careful life, life can be so distracting that we run to this. Don't, Don't ever buy a car that you have to take care of on Sunday. Don't ever buy property that you have to take care of. To get it taken care of, you have to do it on Sunday. There ought to be something in us that says this. If it's Sunday, I'm going to the house of God. Nothing's getting in the way. I'm going to get what God has for me. Can you say amen? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. It's a bad feeling to not show up. It's a bad feeling to show up and the tables are already cleared off. And somebody, I just want you to know DJ got your food. DJ got your food. Yes, <laughs> you, you may be excused, she has, she has a job to do, but that's what they do at the table, excuse me, and let me, let me say that when the, when the table is empty, DJ, would you stand over there, when the, when the table is, 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 is set and the seat is empty, this is what it feels like on Sunday when I'm the pastor and you don't show up, I wonder if they're okay. I wonder if they're in a car wreck on the way to church. I wonder where they are. I'm talking about members. I wonder where they are. I wonder if he's okay. And that's why I was saying earlier. Do you know where Sawyer is? Do you know where Sawyer is? Let me tell you something. Sawyer's always early for dinner. I'm just going to tell you right now. But, uh, he's always he's hungry before any of us hungry. But grown boy. But you look there, and it's the, the table is set. The prayer's been prayed. I come off my knee kneeling at your seat for your family, calling out your name, and God gives a word, and where are they at? The worry that pastors have to deal with. And it's only, I think, good etiquette. I think it's respectful if you can't come, whether it's as a member, Sundays or Wednesdays, to say, hey, I can't be here because. Leave a message on the church line. Say, I just want you to know I couldn't be here because. That's, you say, that sounds controlling. No, it's concern. It's respectful. It's, it's, this has been prepared. And I think if we ever got to the point and realized what's been prepared for us, what can happen in our life. I'm not going to church because I'm obligated. I'm going to church because I'm hungry. And there's food on the table. There's food on the table. My, my, my. And I come to a close today to tell you because the Bible says in Matthew 22, he said, I have prepared a meal. Go tell my children it's ready. And the Bible says they went and told them and said, it's ready. And they said, uh, uh, they come back and said, one's got a farm and one's taking care of the oxen. One, one's got this. It was all about the business. They were hungry about what they were doing, but they weren't hungry about what the father was preparing. And he said, you know what? They're not worthy. So you know what I'm going to do? He said, I want you to go find somebody. And, and you heard him say, me, me coming running over to the table. Go ahead. Come here, DJ. He sat down at the table and he began to eat because God is going to feed who wants it. God is going to feed who's hungry for it. And I'm going to tell you right now, there's a a table prepared to this church every single Sunday, every single Wednesday. And not only, guess what? I didn't cook the meal. I just delegated it for it to be ready. Not always am I the preacher, but I promise you somebody's cooking for you to eat. Amen. I'll be preaching. Uh, we, have, we have David Smith at the 11 o'clock. It doesn't mean that I'm not feeding you. The shepherd leads you to pastures, not a pasture. And sometimes we think we can only eat from the pastor when the truth of the matter is, it's the pastor's job to prepare the table of fields or for the sheep. We got an evangelist coming. And I believe people are gonna be healed and filled. I don't have to be the one cooking. I just gotta be the one preparing and making sure it's ready. I didn't cook that, but I'm going to tell you, it'll sustain you and strengthen you and feed you. Somebody say amen. Amen. we got a man that I believe is a prophet of the Lord coming on the 18th. His name is Cody Marks. It's going to be so powerful what God's going to do. Don't ever stay home because the pastor's not preaching. Don't ever stay home because your favorite preacher's not going to be there. Don't ever not worship because it's not your style of song. Well, I'm only going to worship if it's an old song. And you got others, I'm not worshiping because I, I, I that's too old. Oh, it's about Him. It's about loving God. I'm not here for anybody but me and Him. That's why I'm here. I want to get what God has for me. I want to worship Him in spirit. Let's all stand and clap our hands and praise Him this morning. Oh, let's magnify the Lord this morning. Jesus' name we pray. Hallelujah every week I want you to be thinking about Sunday and Wednesday I'm going there's there's preparation and is there a lot of preparation into a meal
1: you know in a family of six all of our preferences are different and I think of that with church like like you were saying the old songs and some of us just like meat and potatoes not
0: spaghetti mashed potatoes
1: right and some of us some in our family prefer no meat and salad a little healthier and maybe we would liken that to maybe the new songs, but that's no less nutritious. It's just a different preference. And like that with music and or style of preaching, it might not be your preference, but it's just as nutritious. Mm. If you'll be open to it.
0: Be open to it. <laughs> Hallelujah. Anything else? And
1: at our table, if you don't like, if it's not your preference, you you do have to try it still. But if you don't like it. We don't prepare something separate for you just because it's not your preference. We make sure there's at least one thing on there that they'll eat. We don't send them to bed hungry, but um, if we gave them just what they wanted. Um, some of them would eat spaghetti and mashed potatoes every night. And there's not a lot of protein in that. So you have to have a variety.
0: Are you telling me I, I need more than spaghetti and mashed potatoes? Hey, it's fun. Let church be fun. Let it be the culture of the home. It's Sunday. We're going to the house of God. We're gonna go get what God's prepared for. God spoke to the pastor. God spoke to the family. We want, it. amen. Everybody lean forward. Lean forward, lean forward, lean forward. That's what the rapture posture should be. There's a marriage supper table with the lamb. I don't wanna be so busy that if, Oh, Lord, don't sound the trumpet yet. I've got some business to take care of. Oh, no, no, no. Go ahead and sound the trumpet. Even so, come Lord Jesus. Whenever whenever 6 p.m. is, come on, when the clock strikes dinner time, I want everybody to say it's dinner time, and I don't want to miss it. I don't want to be late. Clap your hands and praise Him. Clap your hands and praise Him.